Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, quote the Raven. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Mr. Davis, encouraging you to listen to the audio version of this show, not watch the one on YouTube. And I'm joined by Lukewarm Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis, who has now shaved his head bald, but I think more crucially, shaved his eyebrows uh, because we raised over £20,000 for charity over the WrestleMania weekend. How the devil are you? I've got to be honest, I think the hair's pretty good, actually. I think the hair looks really solid on you, but the eyebrows really are a window into the soul, aren't they? Or like the window shelf for the, the window into a soul. Bloody hell, it looks weird. Yeah, feels weird. Did not that I just I just thought it would be like shaving them off and there you go I'll only get shocked when I see my reflection in the mirror or actually I've looked in the mirror a few times there's no reflection there I'm worried I'm becoming a weird supernatural creature no it's how it feels like like it's a part of my skin that's never felt the breeze almost like there's a tautness to it like the skin above my eyes my eyebrow skin is like the taut fabric stuff on the top of a drum. Oh, <laughs> it's always there and I haven't gotten used to it yet. I think you covered for it pretty well in the news though, um, with the, the, the masking tape. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that looked pretty good. I'm a big Groucho Marx fan. I always yeah. mind his eyebrows. So why not yeah. go for that? And I thought I, I went through an it. array of different emotions. <laughs> did i really think that you got away with it did I, I mean did the comments pick up on it because i would have thought that everyone would have wouldn't have realized there was a change well actually i have because what what everyone's uh very excited to do is compare me to stuff mm-hmm. and this has actually led to my lady partner's new nickname for me she woke up this morning sleepily and went oh no when she saw me and then you know because she was sleepy she was transitioning between states of consciousness 
And then she kind of realized what she said and went, oh, my little eggy. <laughs> I, like, I don't want to be a little eggy. I'm a big eggy, if anything. I'm a big, big egg. <laughs> but what I have done is, is I've taken screenshots of a bunch of comments of people uh, comparing me stuff on the WrestleTalk News, and I will go through them in the show, I thought. Oh, that would be lovely. Uh, a very nice thing. Um, yeah, yeah, just to kind of like give you a bit of an update on what happened after you left, because you mm. left part way. You know, after we do, you know, when we do the hyper chats at the end of the show, uh, because you have to get up very early and do the news because you never stop working. And um, the big thing, I suppose the big bit of news on this is that the the comment that I am the only Triple Crown champion in WrestleTalk history. I'm a champion. champion, yeah. Champion, I'm a Quizlemania champion. I'm a Quizlemania tag champion. Technically, I'm actually a, uh, I'm also a Cinemania champion. So I'm like a quadruple uh, crown winner or whatever. But Sean didn't say we could, so, but Sean said we couldn't count that one. And I was like, well, why don't you just win the tag belts? And he was like, I've never won the tag belts. I was like, you've had plenty of shots, Sean, but you've never mm. won. Them. And he was like, well, why don't we get Gallus and Anderson to come back on and, and do the show again? I was like, Gallus and Anderson don't even remember they're the champion. That's why we, that's why we crammed Tempest and um, Pete, Tempest and Andy to be the interim champions. And Sean was like, I'm going to text Carl Anderson right now and ask him to give me the belts. Just hand it to me. And so he texts Carl Anderson on the show and Anderson replied within like 45 seconds, telling them, direct quote, tell them to fuck off. We're still the champions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> and then just in a picture of him and Rocky Romero hanging out. He's like, I knew I should have gone to Gallows first because Gallows would have given me the belts. I mm. went to Anderson first. That was my mistake. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. I feel like when Sean joins the streams in the back end before, I feel like we're all we're all the same. We're all like, oh, the cool kids here. The cool kid who knows all the other cool kids. And like, because like we're, 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 we're like in between us level and Sean is like the rugby fellow or he's the, uh, you know, the, the American high school player. I don't know how sports mm. work in the States, but he also likes the geeky things we do. So he hangs out with us, and through him, we have access to the jocks. <laughs> the actual cool kids. Um, yeah, so we, um, we've we laid down a challenge. Pete, uh, sorry, I keep calling him Pete, Tempest and Andy. Because I'm, I'm so used to going like Pete and Tempest now, because they're new, like, the new podcast uh, duo. Intangibles. The, the Intangibles doing SmackDown and NXT. But the challenge has been laid down. Andy and Tempest are going to defend their interim tag team champions against Sean and me. We're going to form a tag team to take them down and win the tag titles. Oh my the mega god! Powers. What? And then you're building to a uh, a you and Sean versus Gallows and Anderson. Well, that, yeah, I think that for the rightful. Oh, that's big because because obviously the question is, can they coexist? Can we? Oh, no. I didn't even think of that. Oh, how could no. we possibly coexist? Ah, <laughs> uh, well, it writes itself, doesn't it? By that point, the answer is <laughs> exactly. always no. Ah, uh, but you know that there's been plenty of examples of them winning the belts and then you know going mm -hmm. along for a bit. But man, you and Sean, ah, uh, oh god. 
Tempest and Andy are a supreme combo, but man, Tempest has some big gaps in his knowledge. He is like um, he's he's like a great all rounder, but he's Troy. He's got a he's he's a great all rounder, but if you ask him one question about the original ECW, you've effectively slashed his Achilles heel in half, and he crumples oh, yeah. and he loses. Um, but yeah, I guess to, who could beat you and Sean? I'm thinking Tempest and Queen of the Ring. Really, that's the only other combo I can think group. of. That's a good group, that yeah. So yes, that is uh, we haven't officially worked it out yet, but I think that's going to be the next Quizlemania. Uh, for Quizlemania 33, it's going to be a tag How's match. Denise? How's Denise going to feel about that? Is she going to be happy oh. or feel jilted? I mean, probably jilted, but I haven't told her yet. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll form a tag team with Denise. <laughs> Me and Denise can get added to this this tag match. <laughs> the Charlotte Flair of of the tag match. Yeah. Yeah, we'll win it. I'll tell Adam to make it the least trivia-based <laughs> one possible. Oh, God, it's amazing. Uh, anyway, right, well, let's talk about the AEW review, then we'll be back for a very short outro. Um, yeah, we're talking about Mike Tyson has now joined the inner circle. Here is the show. It's AEW Dynamite review time, everybody. God, I needed this. After Raw, <laughs> after waking up and being scared of my own reflection, we got a cracking episode of Dynamite last night. But to be honest, is there any other when you get the Khan coin? And we are starting mm-hmm. off with arguably the most newsworthy, mainstream-wise uh, bit of happenings on the episode. That is Mike Tyson being the special guest enforcer for a cracking blood feud match between Chris Jericho and Dax Harwood, where afterwards Jericho said, Tyson is an ancillary member of the inner circle. So do, uh, does that mean that we're getting Tyson again on future shows? Because like what we figured last week is like AEW in this period now where they're doing one episode live and one episode tape. So they do two episodes in one thing. That way wrestlers don't have to constantly be going in every week. And they, they actually just spend that whole day filming dark and dark elevation and dark uh, sunshine or whatever shows else that they've, they've put on YouTube that are four hours long with 38 matches per hour. Um, just you know help the rankings so how how else is red velvet going to get to the number two spot and um so when I, you know we've seen them bring in kenta for this kenta came in and then the next week he had his match we haven't seen kenta since that was a two-week stint and there was another one we saw with it recently where it was a two-week thing um i was maki had that you know she did a two-week thing then she's off again so i think we all sort of figured that's going to be the same for tyson tyson did his shot last week then taped this segment here and then he won't be back because next week's a live show. But do you think that Tyson is going to be around? Or was this literally just some word service by Jericho to be like, he is now part, like, you know, when Mike Tyson joins DX, he hasn't, hasn't really joined DX. Yeah, I, I 100% think, think that's what it is. And I'm glad AEW keep on bringing in little special attractions like this. I'm not against it because, you know, their roster's too thin. Like oh, well, that yeah. they've not got we, enough people to fill one show, let alone eight. You missed Dark we, Side we, of the we Moon. Still, 
so it's oh coming yeah on do, thursdays damn i always forget that one we do a lot of people have said this what AEW needs to do is just sign more talent just mm-hmm. get more mm-hmm. names on the books so i think yes i think jericho's induction of mike tyson into the inner circle celebrity wing is is merely just a little nice bit and you know it opens a door it doesn't set up anything <clears throat> in the immediate future but it does open the door for him coming back in say like august time when Ooh. it's like oh we just need a little thing hmm? i think you'll be at the blood and guts show i think he'll be there for the blood and guts match to like you know punch tully on the outside and then you call him tully savalas for a second then punch tully blanchard on the outside of tully's trying to get in or cause some sort of interference or whatever mike tyson comes down does a little punch thing and then that's it you know the member of the inner circle stops the the older member of of the pinnacle yeah, I that that sort of brings us on to the other part of this. I guess we should talk about Tyson's uh, role first. It was a cracking match between Jericho and Dax Harwood, like a perfect way to start the inner circle pinnacle feud in the ring. Like this is the first match we've had between the two factions, but it's not like it's not the full on one because they don't match. Mm. You know, if if it was Sammy versus, uh, well, I guess Sean Spears, that's not. Or type that's that's not great. Um, but you know, a Wardlow versus Hager, that's a big one. MJF versus Jericho, Pri- proud and powerful versus uh FTR. FTR, not Santana Ortiz. Don't know why I was gonna say that. Like those, those are the good matches. But to get Dax in singles competition, such a treat. And mm-hmm. also Jericho, this was like I really felt like he was a different kind of wrestler here because this is the first time we've had him in AEW. And for a long time, as a matter of fact, as a babyface. Yeah, this is pure babyface Jericho. Like the promo he did last week was pure babyface. He was a babyface here in this match. Did the babyface promo afterwards? Like it was. It, it, you're right. Like I hadn't actually thought about that, but we have not seen babyface Jericho in quite a few years. Actually, it's been a long, long time. T-shirt wall days would have been the last time that we probably saw Jericho as a babyface. It was against Kevin Owens. Uh, after the split there. That's the last time I can remember it. You, Outside of a like few... During... Yeah, because he was like babyface during the Jericho cruise and stuff like that. <laughs> That's like when he was with like canon. <laughs> Maybe not. But that was when he was a heel in New Japan. So I don't know about that either. But uh, yeah, it was really, really good. Uh, I love the match. And Tyson sort of cementing that Jericho babyface turn, like his new form of morality. There were a few skits backstage building up to the match of MJF trying to offer Tyson money to show him favor or the the pinnacle favor during the match. Tyson ripped the check and ate it. So that was a pretty definitive no. Although I did think, huh, that means he's turning, right? (laughs) That was like, (laughs) in WWE, I was like, well, that means he's turning at the end of the match. But Jericho in the interview said, call it right down the middle. You know, this is so far from the heelish, any means necessary uh, villain character that Jericho's been well, yeah. betraying. Do you remember when he brought, like, when Mike Kyoda came in for a brief spell and he was like trying to pay off my pay off my kid? It was like, Mike, you and I go, like, remember who got you your job and, and things like that. So, like, yeah, I, I, it's a very different side to him. Yeah. So, I really like the use of Tyson there. And in the actual match, of course, the pinnacle and in a circle ran down. Big brawl, one of two big brawls on the show, and Cash. Tried to get in with a bat, I think it was, uh, but Tyson knocked him out and mm-hmm. that let Jericho hit the Judas elbow. I thought everyone looked fantastic. However, 
here is the criticism I've heard. And it's not it's not one that I'm actually that concerned about, but the idea that the blood and guts match is coming way too early. Because it's happening uh, yeah. on May third. Am I? Yeah, right? it's really it's only like two weeks' time. Mm. Like next week and, is the end of April. And I think that's because I was not brought up on war games matches. I've gone back and watched war games matches on pay-per-view. I didn't live through the TV, and I imagine they were built up three, four months in advance, as was the old way. But these days, it's, you know, two weeks out from November, and William Regal gets the shout, war games. You do it better than me. War games. So re really here, I feel like, yeah, sure, we we've got a month build, which I think is more than... Necessary, like okay for a blood and guts war games match since the announcement and the context of that for the larger feud stretches back to like october last year so i don't do you feel like war on uh, blood and guts is coming too early i think it's it, okay it, it may be because i keep forgetting it's april so like when jericho said it's may 5th i thought oh that's in a couple of months time because i keep for whatever we even had this conversation off air um we we're talking about videos and i was like oh, i'll do that video in april and you were like do you mean May? Because it's now April now. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right, it is. So maybe I, I didn't think about it at the time, but now that like the sort of, it's really just sunk in with me that this Blood and Guts match is coming in a couple of weeks. I do think it is a bit soon because you're right. Like it does date back to October. Like, it, you know, this has been like that side of things has been brewing for a long time, but we've only just had the MJF term and the, and the formation of this group. We've had like one singles match between Jericho and Harwood. We've had like a couple of backstage brawls and things like that. Like, you know, next week we get a big brawl, but then the week after that, it's the match. So it almost feels mm. like there needed to be like a bit more to kind of like give them a reason as to why this has got to be settled inside of war games. So I, I, I do kind of understand that criticism. Yeah, I suspect now we're talking about it. I, I think you're right, actually, because what they've done is we're missing out on a whole middle act of this story. We've got the first mm. act of MJF joining. Boom. Now you've got a middle set. It's not even a middle act. This is the, this is the sequel. This is, this is Empire Strikes Back now, surely. Where well, it, yeah. you play off all these singles matches. We get the tag match. We get the MJF Jericho singles. And you get like, you know, like you sort of keep score on who's got the most wins between factions and you kind of keep it level. And then that all culminates in a War Games match. Yeah, exactly. I feel like they think the end goal is Jericho MJF. Like that's the payoff to all of this. When I think really the payoff mm. should be the War Games match. It should be the Blood and Guts match, which you could have done at Double or Nothing and like really pushed back. Because Double or Nothing, like I don't, I think it's a daily's place or are they doing it in front of like fans or something? But it feels oh, like it know. could have been a, a pay-per-view attraction. Like we're doing a war games match as a pay-per-view thing to yeah. try and like, because you know, as a way, particularly because they did so well on pay-per-view buys for revolution off the back of a big time matchup with a big time stipulation and with two big time names, they probably could have done really good numbers with a similar thing for um, Pinnacle versus um, Inner Circle. So yeah, so I think, yeah, doing it on TV feels, feels a bit odd. That's not how you make a pay-per-view shift tickets, Luke. You you imply CM Punk is going to turn up. That's how you get pay-per-view buys. Sorry, you're right. No, yeah, yeah. I, you, I agree, actually, because I think maybe that is the direction where war, war Games, Blood and Guts, is essentially a stepping point to get to Jericho MJF at the pay-per-view. Yeah. And weirdly, because, you know, booking logic, particularly the way AEW and 
promotions like New Japan and CMLL book is you protect the singles matches in multi-man matches. That's why yeah. we've got so many six-man tags. But actually, weirdly, because War Games is such a Hell in a Cell ending feud ender, that that that's almost an exception to this rule, where yeah, you exactly. you actually put the singles matches before the the big multi-man match. The, yeah, this is, this is a, look this at is this learning about feud. wrestling. Mm. This is a faction feud, but they're treating it like I I do believe that they think that the the big money match of this is Jericho MJF. And but I'm and I might be very wrong on this one. I'm more than happy to to be wrong on this. But I I feel that the faction war is the big part is, is the money match in all of this. So particularly with the you know the first ever blood and guts match, as opposed to because like what we're doing here is essentially we're doing Hell in a Cell to build to a singles match, yeah. or war games to build to a singles match, which we I I think is probably a, a bit of a backwards way of doing things. And I, I, we likely are getting Jericho MJF at double or nothing. Producer Rich, can we get a vote going? Can we get what are you more excited? F- what what would you, what are you more excited for or into seeing? Um, uh, Blood and guts or Jericho MJF? Yeah, and we'll see. Like what the quite interesting. We'll do a quick two. Rich is on it. I like what you did there, Ollie. You just gave people two options, whereas when I did this on Monday, I gave people like six, and it really confused the chat. <laughs> Yeah, you can't do that. People want binary choices. (laughs) (laughs) How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Let's go through some of your hyper chats. Uh, get them into Omega Chats. Sorry, it's AEW. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. You're right there, wow, Luke. We, well, yeah, we just got way more on this subject than I ever thought we would do. We've got oh, none we on Tyson. Got, sorry, we haven't got any on Tyson. <laughs> sorry, I thought these were all on Tyson. And I've just realized there was a subheading that was called Other AEW Chats. I was, yes. I was literally just thinking then, we probably got two or three on this. And then I was like, it was just page after page. I was like, there's no way people are that interested in Mike Tyson joining the inner circle. I am really struggling to express my reactions to, to, to you. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen Guzman. Young Bucks for the first time ever in years have made me want to see heels lose in wrestling in forever. I always cheer heels, but they were slouch bastards. I was desperate to see them lose. Amazing stuff. Also, Red Velvet is impressing me a lot these days. Cannot wait to talk about that Bucks stuff. I totally agree. Oh, Rich. Uh, yeah, the choices were blood and just say blood and guts or singles. Just make it easy. Blood or singles for the votes. Make it easy. There you go. Keep it simple. Uh, Stephen Guzman again. Also, I can sort of understand people upset at too many factions in AEW, but honestly, I feel like it's only because we've gone so long with only one or two in WWE. I love all these various factions, and honestly, not sure I can go back to how WWE does it. Why have people got such a bee in their bonnet about factions in AEW? Mm. I think it's because it's something to have an opinion over. Uh, I think the real answer is it's a different way of doing things. And mm. I've got to be honest, I, I don't think maybe it is a bit more optimal to pare down the factions, but I think you're 80% of the way there. I think it, it's very hypercritical as it was critical, as it's critical, for, hypercritical for us right now to say, Oh, what's more important, blood and guts or a singles match. This is, this is high, high level criticism. It's still a fantastic product. Um, but yeah, I just think it's it's the latest thing for people to latch on to yeah. because there's not much else to criticize about it <laughs> because in general, they do a very good job. Hmm. Phantom FDW. Notice the difference. Jade and Velvet in a celebrity match that elevates both of them. Jade dominates. Velvet gets signed. But most importantly, after the celebrity has left, no one gets pinned by someone stripped down to their underwear. And also, none of them were cutting promos being like, do you know how great Shaq is? God, he's good, isn't he? Bloody hell, he was great. So glad he was here. Did you hear my, uh, my what I call Jade Cargill? Yes, I review? did. Gelberg. <laughs> I was so happy when I came up with that. Not Ilberg, like some people have been calling me. Yeah. I also like it as well. Because of your accent, you say girl, G-U-R-L. So it's girlberg mm. as opposed to, you know, I mean, it sounds like we're girls. saying it the same, but the <laughs> girls. Girls. Can't, as hard as I try, I cannot wash common <laughs> off of me. <laughs> um, so either exclamation, exclamation mark vote blood or exclamation mark vote singles. All lowercase. 
uh, that is the, the vote going on now. Yeah. Uh, Hollow Pan. I love seeing two women's matches on the show. It has taken AEW some time, but it finally feels like they have a solid women's division. Jade Carberg is money. <laughs> Carberg's also very good. But yeah, we were saying it a couple of weeks ago. That is someone you can give like the Kurt Angle, Brock Lesnar rookie year run to. And they would totally, I, I think a lot of people would just buy into it instantly because she's a star in the making. We've had someone chat in about Tyson. LS says, the fact that Tyson disappeared like mist last year after the speaking out movement when it just started a major angle with Jericho leaves a bad taste in my mouth that he's here now. Hope we don't see more of him, to be honest. Uh, everyone's entitled to their likes and dislikes. I don't think those two things are connected, though. Yeah, I don't think that was... I didn't think that was why he left. I thought they just left because they wanted to do it in front of fans. Or they, you know, they wanted to start building and something. Like that's what I figured it was. It was just it was COVID reasons more than anything else. I just think it was a, a one and done. It was a one shot. Mm. Yeah. Uh Leon Quashy. Yes, Dobby Davis. I agree with four out of five for dynamite. Would have been five out of five if we had Rich Swan pop up somewhere. We're getting to the point where AEW can put out an absolute turd and it will still be acceptable when compared to Raw. Built quite a lot of trust. Uh yes. Trust is the reason why I give AEW a lot more leeway when there's things I don't like, because they often make up for it very quickly. Uh, well, Rain well, Tech, that, that, and your, that and your bias. I can't coin. Rain Tech. Hello, Luke and Ilberg. I mean, Mr. Davis. What a show. The opener was a top pay-per-view quality match on TV. Bucks are proper heels now. It took quite a while, but the women's division now looks really good too. Darby's coffin drop. OMG, high four out of five for me. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Indeed. Um, do you want an update on how the poll is currently looking? Yes, it is 80 percent blood and guts and 20 percent. Yeah. Match. Yeah. I think that's in that's that's what we're both thinking as well. So, you know, seeing that, I think you're right. You, you make the blood and guts match the feud ender. Yeah, I think I think it's an error personally. Mm. Interesting. Um, right. That's it. Get your Omega Chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them before the end of the show. And also, look what just came out. The brand new WrestleTalk magazine. Look at all the people AEW have signed. Not Daniel Bryan. He's another story. <laughs> but I love this. So there's a really good article on Tony Khan. Uh, but comparing, do you know The Black Swan by Nicholas Taleb? It's a, a sort of stoic investing book on uh, in, in tech. But it compares like AEW strategy to this. And it's called The Wrath of Khan. I <laughs> yes. That's very good. There's also an excellent article near. And actually, I haven't had the chance to read this yet. I'm going to do it tomorrow while I'm having my coffee. Yeah, I only arrived today. Uh, Sean yeah, Sean's got an article in there about uh, the Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match, which I'm mm. really excited to read. And there's also some in, stuff in here about the exploding barbed wire death match, which I am very, very interested to dive into. If Cody Rhodes and Tony Schiavone don't share this article, I don't know what we have to do. Well, Star Trek nice nerds. About the uh, history of the Macho Man. And I'm gutted that I didn't suggest writing something in there because I've just reviewed the episode of Games Master he appears on. And it's <laughs> so, so great playing uh, Rage in the Cage on the Mega CD. It's bloody wonderful stuff with Dexter Fletcher. Let's end that card. Uh, end that poll, please, Rich. Um, oh, no. Did I put... My things in the... Oh, no, I've got them here. Cool. Uh, everybody go and order the WrestleTalk magazine at WrestleShop.com. And you can also get 
my new kawaii t-shirt you got a new t-shirt do you not see it i don't I haven't actually no I only just uh went up before we started this let me put it in the chat shop.com honest i uh new i forgot i did this <laughs> <laughs> it's actually let me ask him Look at us just Google stuff. Well, while everyone goes over to WrestleShop.com and orders loads of merch. Oh, that is great as well. That's a really great T-shirt. I'm going to save the image and put it up so everyone can see it. Yeah. So it's actually... I'll tell the story after uh, this. So if everyone goes over to WrestleShop.com now and gets yourself some lovely merch, I will show you what people said about my appearance in the WrestleTalk news today. Ollie going to build a mech suit and go fight Superman in the next storyline, says Andy <laughs> Mandenlau. Ollie looks like a creation in WWE 2K20, says Tyreek. Mm -hmm. Good to see Simon Miller is now on WrestleTalk, says Dave Latumbo. <laughs> That's 99 for you. <laughs> Good to see they got Moby to do the news today from Paul Kerr. You know what I think? rights tattooed on your arms. You know what I think when I hear Moby? It just it jumps out of my ears. Nobody listens to techno. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wild card. Ollie has officially created the best cosplay for the infamous vacant 53 times world champion. Uh, we've got Dwayne the Gronk Johnson. Can't believe Mr. Davis had to shave the hair-like structure from his head. Very good. I used some kind of clippers. <laughs> and finally, Mythic Mike, Johnny Sins expanding to wrestling coverage. What can't this man do? I don't know who that guy is. No, no idea. But here is the T-shirt that we were talking about. Look at that for a T-shirt. Ollie Davis, Kawaii. You can go and get that over at WrestleShop.com. That is a T-shirt to wear around a supermarket if I've ever seen <laughs> Look, look at the, get that back up. Get it back up. All right, one second. Sorry. Uh, do 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 look at the at the difference here yeah this is not a cute <laughs> egg anymore i'm still the coat the cutest of all time uh, a big thank I you like to it, producer rich's lady partner who actually drew this for me for my birthday and i was like yeah. well that's merch <laughs> can i I'm put it on like, a t-shirt i think i can monetize that <laughs> I said, so because it was a gift, you don't get commission? And they said, yeah. I was like, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this episode of AEW Dynamite. Opened up right away. You know, my big thing last week was how I wasn't into the Young Bucks heel turn as much as I wanted to be because I feel like they'd done that story beat already. And I wasn't, I was no longer into conflicted Young Bucks because that closing image, Matt did not want to be too sweet in Kenny and Don Callis and the Good Brothers. I was like, oh, I've, done, I've done this. I just want super heel something now. Leave it with the complex characters for once. And it's, I don't, I, I wasn't alone in that. That you said it as well. I, that, that was the general feedback. I've, I've got to feel like AEW heard that and course corrected. 
because the very first thing they had here was a complete no shades of grey heel promo from the Bucks, the old young Bucks. Yeah, this was this promo, this match, and the segment that came after it completely turned me around on like my worries and issues that I had with it last week. Because once the the segment that came after it in particular, with Paige hanging out with the Dark Order, I was like, this is genius. This is absolutely brilliant. And it was when you said as well in your review, Paige always thought he was the problem and he never was. I was like, oh my God, I love this story now. Like I've completely turned 180 on this. You know, nom, 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 humble pie. I will eat it all up because I think I was, yeah, go on. Well, I don't think this was the plan. I think we were going to get conflicted young bucks for a bit. I feel like this is a slight direction change. I would have thought that as well, but a lot of people shared there was a video that was released last week of like what happened after they went off air. And it was Kenny Omega like kneeling down and the Young Bucks kissing him on the cheeks and being like out and out heels. They weren't conflicted about it whatsoever. They were just being heels. That's how show stuff. Come on, man. <laughs> it was on Wednesday. It was on Dynamite. Um, it wasn't also on Dynamite. Sort of... I didn't see that. Well, it was it was on the same segment as Dynamite. Just Put that on the show topic. then, Luke. I know! I know, Ollie Davis. I'm agreeing with you on that one. Just as a slight correction as well. We, you might not have recognized that Johnny Sins, uh, Sins thing, because Andy points now, it's uh, Sins with two N's, not one N. So that's probably why you, you didn't know who it was. I have no idea why Andy knows that <laughs> so intimately. Um, so, yeah, this was just perfect. I love the Young Bucks, and they know, you know, they're, they're a team. Uh, I've, I've argued this a lot. They're the tweeners now, and I've said, look, they're tweeners. Everybody, they're, they're just they're fully rounded characters. They do what's best for them. They're great wrestlers. I love them as an act. I was not not that I was wrong. It's just that, like, yeah, sure, Rock's the best baby face of all time. But my God, when he's Hollywood Rock as a heel, he's somehow even better. And that's what the Young Bucks are. Their heel work here. I was like, you know, like when Kenny Omega that first year, and we're like, oh my God, turn Kenny back to the cleaner. Like, why are we having to go through bored Kenny? And I think that took the heat off of make the young bugs heal too, because that's what we've got here. And this is what AEW should have launched with. This is a money act. I I completely agree with you, but I I think... There's part of me that thinks that they made the right decision in not doing it this way. No, and the reason why is because I I genuinely believe if they had gone with this from the get-go and put the title on Kenny and put the belt on the Young Bucks, nepotism, nepotism, nepotism would have been the cry. And people would have soured on the products. They're like, it's, I mean, they've said it's just TNA anyway, but I think there would be people who are like, it's just TNA. The people in charge of putting the belts on themselves, just getting themselves over. I think they were just working us. They gave us a year (laughs) of being like, we're not going to put us the belts on us so then they do put the belts on us as heels and now we're like oh guys why didn't you just do that from the get-go like i think they were just working us like jericho with the dad bod maybe i think you're damned if you do damned if you don't you you yeah. people would criticize either way and i did um <laughs> this match though was incredible and it wasn't until afterwards when i was writing about it in the news and i was looking at the nxt ratings that came in as well i was like why is fightful in the chat by the way he's just, he's just here to say hi luke pleasure seeing you hi sean oh my lovely God. to see you pal you're doing a thing no 
You can't coexist. It's the Megabat. How can they possibly coexist? I'm doing a slow baby face turn and you're going <laughs> to side with Sean now? You were meant to wait for me. <laughs> um, yeah, so when I was looking at the NXT ratings, I thought, huh, I never thought about how the structure of Dynamite would change without having to think about people flicking over to another wrestling show in the breaks, which typically is where you get the big swings of viewers between the shows. Like up to 200,000 people are kind of a floating audience who don't consistently watch one or the other. They, they flick between them. And I, you know, looking at this show, this, this opening match, starting with a 20, 25-minute match, I couldn't see any ad breaks on my feed. I watched the Fight TV one. And then you get another big match in the middle of the show with Dax and Jericho, and then another big match at the end of the show with Matt Hardy, Darby Allen, Falls Count Anywhere. I look at that and I think that is, that's the purest form of dynamite. I think, like, mm. when when they don't have to counter-program against something else. This is the show they want to put on, and they did it as soon as they possibly could. And I, d I just didn't I didn't know that AEW had another gear in them formatting-wise. I'm very happy. Yeah. Very, very happy about that too. Yeah, really, really thrilled. This opening tag match with the Bucks and Death Triangle was absolutely awesome. Because of course it was. Kind of like how I said about WrestleMania, it's like, oh, what a surprise, WWE put on really good matches because they've got the best wrestling like roster of anyone. Well, yeah, of course, you put Matt, Nick Jackson, Pac, and Phoenix in a match. Yeah, they're going to have a banging match. You give them 20 minutes? Yeah, sure. They're going to have an absolutely banging match, and that's exactly what they did here. And it feels like they always have something new up their sleeves, yeah. whether it's because of like the heel face dynamic or whatever it is, but they always seem to find something new to add to this wonderful delicious soup and it's just brilliant every and i i loved this match yeah one of the best one of the best tv matches of the year uh mm. possible no no i think top five of the year i've heard people call it the best uh but i think you know rosa rosa and, yeah, I'd, I'd say rosa and stuff like Baker that was, I'd, yeah. I'd put above it um but yeah the but have you heard how much the bucks's new boots cost no the shoes they were wearing, legit, are apparently a shoot $7,000 minimum. That is far too much to be spending on a pair of shoes. I mean, as a heels, though, well done to you. But that is far too yeah. much to be spending on shoes. I don't know how much the heels uh, contribute <laughs> to the shoe. But yeah, just yeah, so very, very good. Great. Bucks, Bucks, this pay-per-view level match. Like, this would, this would be one of the best matches on a pay-per-view card. Uh, absolutely fantastic and because the bucks are heels now oh they're gonna loot they're gonna win sorry in the heelest way possible low blow on pack and then they ripped phoenix's mask off and i can't remember who omega chatted it in but they were like i let me find their name damn it's all blacked out uh the uh it was how you actually booed the heels rather yeah. than cheered for the cool heels i was I was genuinely pissed off Same here. when they took Phoenix's mask off. Same here. What a dick move. What an absolute dick thing to do is to rip the mask off. And you got like Excalibur on commentary as well being like, if this was in Mexico, that would have been a DQ. Because like, that's just, that is, don't what you, that's not what you do. Like, it's such a disrespectful thing. I, I thought it was wonderful. Uh, Sean is... They're, they're ridiculously expensive shoes, and they were kneeling while wearing them, creasing them up. I mean, they wrestled in them too, so I'd have bought fakes. 
Well, they got yeah. the money to burn. As their new Twitter bio says, sparked the movement that created the revolution called AEW. The company wouldn't exist without us. That narrative <laughs> has been changed. Just a reminder. Um, after that, we got Paige backstage with the Dark Order and Marvez is interviewing him. And he says, you know, what have you got anything to say about Kenny Omega and the Bucks? And he just kind of dodges the question and walks off, leaving John Silver to pump his arms. It was so good. Yeah, because like Marvez, that Hangman Page is the number one contender. <coughs> He's ranked number one to go against Kenny Omega. And we were talking about this last week about how he mentally is not ready for that yet. And he's not accepting that responsibility. So he's just not taking it. And that is probably going to create some animosity amongst the rest of the roster now who feel like he is taking opportunities away from other people on the, you know, and I, I think there's some really interesting stuff there. So Marvez is like, have you got any comments? on Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, their actions, and you being the number one contender. And he goes, yep, John Silver's healing up really well. Like, what a, what a, what a hero he is. Look how great his arm is looking at the moment. Gotta go now. And just leaves. And Marvel's like, you didn't answer the question. And then all mm. of a sudden, Silver's just like, look at my arm! And like, they're <laughs> also, like, it feels like they're almost complicit in him hiding as well. So mm. I, this was the segment, as I said, like it was the promo, the match and this that completely turned me on that Bucks heel turn. And I now absolutely love it. What if Dark Order kind of know that Hangman Page can be better? And that, but, and, and if, if he becomes better, he leaves them. So it's just <gasps> oh. kind of, because that's their whole thing, right? They're, they're a group of people Losers. who are down and out on their luck. Yeah. As soon as Paige realizes how good he is, oh my God, the layers of tragedy. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so curious to see where it goes. I'm I'm really, I've completely turned into <clears> the <throat> story now. And, you know, humble pie, nom, nom, nom. Uh, Jericho cut a promo about how he's friends with Tyson now. We've covered that. Red Velvet versus Jade Cargill, a match that's been building, you know, for about a month, two months. Started off really hot with Red Velvet, just throwing herself at Cargill. But Cargill is amazing she looks so good here she's so charismatic she's so strong she looks incredible she did this fall away slam over the barricade into a into the crowd on red velvet and then back in the ring beat her with probably the best pin in wrestling <laughs> yeah it's pretty great isn't it yeah, it's so it's like cool so it's almost like an implant buster type thing and yeah. it's just rad man like it's so she is an absolute star yeah, I thought, you know, I was like, oh, yeah, she was really good in the Shaq, Cody, Velvet tag match. But, um, you know, so much going on there. This is the first real time, uh, I think she had a squash match in there somewhere, that we've seen it work properly. And I bet there was a lot of, not smoke and mirrors, but stuff that didn't emphasize what she couldn't do. You know, mm -hmm. that this was real play the hit stuff, Paul Heyman booking. And, and, now got, uh, and I, I think got, she looked got, great. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't interrupt you there, but like it was you now got quite a lot of multiple things going on. I mean, I don't want to shock you here. Multiple things going on in the women's division currently, because you've got Hikaru Shida with Ty Conti and the stuff that they were doing with the Bunny and Nyla Rose. You've got Britt Baker who is looking to climb the rankings and feels that the rankings are BS because she is not the featured uh, person. You've got Thunder Rosa saying that she wants to be both the AEW Women's Champion and the NWA Women's Champion. And then just bubbling in the background over here, Jade Cargill is starting to rack up wins and starting to look impressive. 
this is like you've almost got like a year's worth of stuff here in the bank ready to go and oh. that is very very exciting took a while but we're here now <laughs> uh, <laughs> Baker, well, at least we're here Britt baker ran through the rankings backstage with tony shivani uh then we got another kind of very similar style well not similar style match but similar style idea anthony agogo the governor the governor. the governor from a Guy yeah. Ritchie movie. Uh, he had his his debut match. I was very excited to see what he could do because I like the QT Marshall faction. I think a Gogo's got a great presence about him. Household name over here in the UK, remember? <laughs> it's a bit of a reach, but it's, it's pro wrestling. You've got to exaggerate stuff. Uh, and he, he wrestled a guy called Cole Carter, just sort of sidestepped him out the bell, punched him in the gut, referee calls off the match. Uh, it, like referee stoppage, so a go go wins. Yeah. Now, as someone who is not a boxing fan, as someone who is not an MMA fan, as someone who doesn't really—I mean, I like fake fighting, as you can quite clearly tell by what my job is. Uh, I don't like it when they hurt each other for real. Um, bit of a parody <laughs> that way, I suppose you could say. Um, so, like for me as a pro wrestling fan, this finished almost didn't work. But what I found really interesting about this, as like me as a pro wrestling fan, I'm like, no, no, you need a big slam or something because that's what you're so used to in pro wrestling. And then you've got actual like fight ex, like people who like fighting and like boxing and like MMA would be like, dude, if someone le legit did this to you, you'd also be doubled over. And like, you know, they've got like this fighting championship that airs after AEW. They had a ref stoppage in that because someone did that punch in the gut thing and the referee mm. stopped the match. So it like, it is a legit thing. It's just like, I think if you're a pro wrestling fan and you don't watch any like boxing or mixed martial arts, <clears> it doesn't automatically work. You just, you just kind of see what I mean. Like it, it, in, in theory it does, but like there's always, there's always this part of your pro wrestling mind. It's like, oh, I don't know if that does work, but I'm, I'm totally, you know, I'm led to believe that I am wrong on this. No, I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I just think it's, it, it's not like crazy to go, oh, hey, there's this world and universe of rules that I, that have been in existence for from whenever in the mainstream wrestling promotions and now something that's equally valid but from a different discipline happens and you're like oh that's that's a bit weird because like we see people get punched in the gut all the time yeah so it's weird to then see that happen and the referee do a stoppage i thought that they didn't make as much of this as they could have because what they're essentially doing is introducing a new style of finish I love referee stoppages when they're done right. There was a period of Ring of Honor in the early teens when Jim Cornette had the book where he did it all the time. And that's when I fell in love with it because it's so like it's almost more impactful than a three count. Because, mm -hmm. like, what's more impactful? Move one, two, three, or boom, knockout. It's a knockout all the time. Like, why is that not a thing in wrestling? It's awesome. Uh, obviously, I'm not talking about the big show punches or anything <sighs> like that. So I think when you're doing something that that's that's so new, you you do need to do a lot more effort into explaining and introducing that trope uh, yeah. because it was just a punch to the gut. The commentators put it over for a minute, and the referee like immediately called it off. But I think like with that, the referee needs to get down on his knees. He's checking him. Are you okay? Oh no, he's out. Call it off. Um, yeah. But that, I, I didn't I get that. Yeah, I think if it was like a straight punch to the face where you could do like the big like knockout sell from it, maybe that would have worked a bit. Because essentially like, I just saw someone get doubled over and then the referee stopped the match. But like, yeah. I'm saying like, well then I, I saw, I watched a match later on where someone punched them in the gut and they doubled over and the referee like didn't stop that and it was fine. So mm -hmm. yeah, it is like you, 
you're right because like pro wrestling is such a weird world that when you start to put real world things into it it doesn't quite the two don't quite mesh together that's not to say that it can't work because i do think that it can work and i think with this can get over as a finish but like off on the offset like from the start i don't think it particularly worked for me i also don't buy into the argument as well that he is a mainstream star here in the uk <laughs> um i've seen some people be like oh he's getting mainstream media attention and i'm like i mean i ain't seen anything like i'm seeing nowhere so nah. like I, I watched the news this morning and like in the sports section i was going like oh and anthony agogo was on the hit made his wrestling debut last night like no one's saying I think, you know, we, we, we get a lot of people criticizing AEW to us and it annoys me when they have good points. And one of them is, <laughs> why, does the refer- why does the referee stop this bit here? And But when you've got a main event that's so incredibly violent and hardcore, like, you know, by yeah. the same thing, the referee should have called that out multiple times. I guess it's a false count anywhere match, though, so it comes with different expectations. But promising. I think if they keep on with this and they work on it, there's potential there. Um, but this wasn't a home run. After that, we got Miro cutting a promo on Kip Sabian, saying that he hasn't yeah. seen him since the arcade anarchy match. I was initially down on this because I was like, why didn't you do this promo the week after the arcade anarchy match? Like, keep that momentum going. That's one of AEW's definite flaws. They've got too many plates to spin and things get dropped. And, you know, you don't get a follow up for two, three weeks. But apparently, uh, Penelope Ford had a bad reaction to some makeup that she was wearing oh, so that no. they've legit they've legit been off tv so that it's that's unfortunate i don't think oh, okay. you can really work around that yeah yeah i mean i wrote my notes here it's like it's weird that they didn't do this as like an in-ring angle sort mm-hmm. of thing like like miro literally was just like oh yeah i think our act is now split up and that's fine because i'm focused on being a champion so i'm like well that's cool because we want to see miro as a singles guy but like i they did so much with like him being as the best man to keep saving for the wedding that you would have done like a big breakup angle for them. So yes, maybe there still is one to come. Maybe we'll get the bachelor party. Um, I think that's still on the books to happen at some point. Uh, after that, we got the Jericho Harwood match, which we've already discussed. Uh, then we got a promo in the parking lot with the full super elite, good brothers, mm-hmm. young bucks, Don Callis, Kenny Omega, Oh, it was glorious. They were such douches. I loved seeing, I think it was Nick with his arm around Carl as well. Like, they're just like, oh, I'm actually very happy you're together. And Don (laughs) Callis super kicks the camera at the end after the Bucks tease. Just, just perfect. Yeah, this was great. Really, really like this. Really good promo. Currently, better than any, like, douchebaggery I've seen from the Bullet Club. Like, this... This might be better than the the old. <gasps> it's got potential to be. It's got potential to be. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, a Thunder Rosa video package saying she wants both the NWA and AEW women's titles. We got a match with Chris Statlander coming back to face Amber Nova. It was just a squash match, really, to reintroduce Chris. Yeah, really yeah, great good. to see her back. Like she comes out like to, you know, where is my mind by the pixie? She's got the best friends with her and stuff. It's a what a fun act that they are together. And like I, I she was it looked like she hadn't missed a step. And I'm, you know, I'm someone who was not overly into the alien gimmick, you know. I don't think I'm mass I don't think I'm alone in that, but I appreciate that I might be in the minority. Um, but I was so wonderful to see her back. Really, really happy to see her back. Yeah, I'm not in the- the alien stuff does nothing for me, but I really like her as a uh, presence 
like a wrestler. Uh, Christian still hasn't answered Team Taz's offer. So Ricky Starks and Brian Cage are being wonderfully beefy towards each other. Ricky Starks. That's so good. Uh, yeah. I used to oh. be like, I used to be like, oh, I don't, don't really know. But now I'm like, oh, I'm fully on the Starks train. Uh, and then we got actually my favorite thing on the show. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and it's this is very easy to make fun of because this is Tony Schiavone in the middle of a ring interviewing a wrestling legend and then Taz interrupts them. I remember I was like, oh, cool. Christian's the new Sting, I guess. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because Christian and Taz had one of the most genuine back and forth bitch fests I've seen in <laughs> ages. I love angry Taz. Yeah, He's seen okay. the pissed off. It's like it's like I was really on Christian's side. Like if if we were out and you know they were he was having an argument in the street with some dickhead, I'd be like, go on, say something else, dude. Say something else. Wind him up more. It was Christian said, Oh, it's glad I'm glad that you're here on those steps now because I can tell you face to face that yeah. I won't be joining Team Taz. I'm not gonna fix your faction's problems. You know, a short joke at Taz. And Taz just like just <laughs> went at him like if i was standing on my wallet i'll be three foot taller than you and he was like i never liked you i never liked your stupid friend either <laughs> and then he just like just started stupid. cutting a promo yeah he started cutting a promo on christian's tights saying why are you wearing orange and black there's a mic joe pesci he's joe yeah. pesci that's exactly it. yes it is that's who that's, that's who what he Taz is. is oh my god you're right i love that yeah, I love that because like Taz's promo last week, you know, when he was starting this whole thing about getting Christian to join Team Taz, was just like, I've always loved Christian. You know, one of, I've always said he's one of the best workers that this world, this industry has ever seen. I've loved his work, this and the other. <laughs> so this week, as soon as Christian says no, he's like, Well, I never liked you, and I never liked your stupid friend who carried your ass for like for your entire career. It was so good. You're totally right. He's completely Joe Pesci, and then we, uh, you know, got the first interaction you know in this sort of like new era of christian which is not just going straight to the top it's working with some new people working with you know kazarian but now we can see something we've never seen before which is christian versus powerhouse hobbs i think there's gonna be a really interesting match next mm. week i'm really excited for that yeah yeah uh also for next week Sheeda versus conti uh for the aw women's title we got a video package for that starks versus page Hangman Page, yes, please. And Trent versus Penta. I don't know why they haven't got more for Penta, but I've said my piece multiple times on that. But the main event we got here was Darby Allen versus Matt Hardy. When I realized this was the main event, I was like, oh, God, no. Someone's going to kill themselves. I, I figured it was, because it was because it was pre-taped. I was like, I'm going to assume that everything was fine. Otherwise, we definitely would have heard of something. We'd have, we'd have, it would have, I mean, AEW are very good on things not leaking out, but I, I would have thought we'd have heard of something by now. Yeah. Uh, to recap the match, it's impossible. Too much stuff happened. There was a, a match, a normal match, a hardcore match that I was actually quite enjoying. Then out came all of the factions... I particularly enjoyed Butcher just looking at Darby Allen and throwing a bin at his head. Love Butcher. Uh, Dark Order, Sting come down. Everyone's brawling at ringside. Matt and Darby are still going. Suddenly, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are going to go for Sting, but Lance Archer's there, and he's like, oh, don't you do that. And he like just beats up a member of Private Party, I think, to show Sting, hey, 
I want you next. And then he walks out. It's like, what's going on? It's, it all makes sense, but there's a lot. And I think it's because I think there was a, the only thing I can assume is there was not enough confidence in Matt and Darby to do a straight up hardcore match. I, I, I think you could have trusted them to. I was going to say, I disagree with that. I think it's because AEW have got a lot of spinning plates and there are so many like interlocking feuds that you can tell these stories inside one match and stuff and, and things like that. You know, you've got Sting is aligned with Darby Allen and the Dark Order are feuding with Matt Hardy. So like all of these things just sort of combine so that when Sting comes out and then you've got Lance Archer coming out because apparently Ego and Paige have got some stuff. So like, like all of this stuff, uh, is Ego and Page? What do I mean? Scorpio Sky and uh, and uh, Page. So there's like all these like yeah, thank you. They've got like all these sort of like interweaving things, so they can just do like madness, and it makes sense as well because it's a it's a false count anywhere match. So Matt and Darby are just like brawling elsewhere where you're sort of focusing on this, and then you go right back to that action, and then you got Matt Hardy diving off a, a ladder through a table for a near fall, and it all ends with Darby Allen putting Matt onto the commentator's desk. And we actually said, literally, I think it was last week, they haven't put anyone through that commentator's desk. Isn't that weird? And they put someone on the commentator's desk, climbs up onto the scaffolding above like the backdrop and does this huge coffin drop. Jeff Hardy-esque, like off the top of a structure through a table to get the win. I got proper flashbacks to like when I was first getting into wrestling and falling in love with the Hardy boys and seeing them do those big dives and be like, oh, they're the coolest thing in the world. I loved this finish, and I really, mm -hmm. really loved this match. I think the best thing for Derby recently has been that that whole Team Taz feud ending. I think it was actually probably a bit of a detriment to have him and the TNT title caught up for so long in it because he's putting on these great matches. Every other week in a main event, we get a great match. So, yes, I totally agree. Uh, I enjoyed all of this a lot. It was a lot, but I yeah, it all made sense. Oh yeah, it was a lot. It, it, yeah, it was it was just about within comprehension. Like you know, the opening act of Tenant before it became completely incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah, uh, overall, yeah. I gave it four out of five. Um, just a fantastic show. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. Uh, I could certainly see that all of this Darby Allen stuff of him like overcoming the odds and overcoming the odds is building to Miro getting the belt and Darby mm. finally finding the wall that he cannot get past or he cannot survive like that. that being Miro. Um, yeah. I'd have given it four out of five as well. And it seems that we are instead with everyone else, the community poll mm. 54% gave it four out of five, 19% giving it five out of five and 19% giving it three out of five. So yeah, everyone was very, very positive on this show. Well, we have loads of Omega Chats. Get them into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them. But for now, here are the Pledge Hammers, the Hall of Fame. If you give $25 a month or more to us, we will read out your wrestling nickname in our Hall of Fame here on the podcast. So thank you. Marcus, he's got Soul Campbell. Oh, love that guy. I'm not stalling for time. The real, the real boss, boss, Matt Robinson. Tower of London, Nigel Morris. Michael Jensen Radio. 
How do you like them apples, Marcel Dura? You skipped one. Wrestle Talk Extra Pole Master Lendell Brenson, who, no kidding, actually won the pole again. Oh my god. For Backlash <laughs> 2000. Yeah. He knows that would have won. Uh, have a glass of sherry, Martel J. Simmons. The Monster Among Patreons, Brian Strowman. We're going on a Brian Huntley. The Shrock Master, Austin Shrock. Infinite Crisis, Chris Jenkins. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on the 15th of April 2021, The Harbinger, Doom Lion. As usual with AEW, we have loads of very kind Omega Chats. Thank you all so much. You are an incredible audience. So let's rattle through these. Matthew Mikofsky, if Mike uh, Tyson was added to the inner circle for Blood and Guts, who would the Pineapple, I mean Pinnacle, add as their sixth member? As always, banging episode of Dynamite. Love the tag title match. The middle of the show was great also. And the main event, Tully. Tully. 100% is Tully. Um, hello, Pam. The opening tag match was insane. I thought my TV was set to fast forward because Phoenix and Pack work so fast. Also, Heel Bucks is what saved my love of wrestling around five years ago, and I just love it. Bad Bucks for 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 life. Leon Quashi, Sheeda, Nyla, Conti, Rosa Baker, Statlander, Cargill, Velvet, Rio Deeb, plus dark superstars like Hirsch, Killing King, plus Jenny's Joshi Pals, Rio and Makiito, and more. Is that a women's division I smell? Tell me off. Tell me off brand Simon Miller. Yes, it is. Zachary Dean McKinley. The only thing that would make the Hangman Page story arc more emotionally amazing when the Dark, dark Order goes up against the Elite, Hangman tells Kenny that he's not in the that he's not the Dark Order leader, <laughs> but he is their captain. This is obviously in reference to the fact that I said the the, mm. the first moment that made me cry in the MCU was Captain America saying, "The hell I can't! I'm a captain." And you're right, Zachary. That would <laughs> that that would send me over the edge. <laughs> McLovin AF. I feel the Agogo spot was awkward with him punching the jobber and the ref calling for the bell. That would mean every match should be stopped after a punch. Maybe I'm missing something here with the logic. Other than that, this episode ruled. That's kind of what we spoke about earlier, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess that the thing is, Agogo's punch was so good. That's oh, what yeah. doubled him over. It's, well, it's like the Big Show's punch. <laughs> it's so much harder than everybody else's punches. Dean Breton, much prefer the Bucks as heels. Really don't buy them as super strong babyface characters. The only way that show ending could have been better would be to have Matt Hardy slip and then Darby just walk off. <laughs> Sending the message, but a ser- but seriously, a high three to four out of five for me. The Portuguese, Mister Davis. Hey lads, thought this show was very good as usual. I'm just not quite engaged with the Buck storyline yet. Still like them, but I've seen this type of a storyline a few times. Love you, Luke and Baldy me. I think perhaps look at it with all the page stuff as well, because that is part and parcel of this. And maybe that's maybe that might switch around because that's what did it for me. Uh, Garrett Albright with a very generous Omega chat. Thank you, Garrett. Uh, do you think a mask superstar's mask being ripped during a match is an overdone spot? feel like I've seen it so many times with Rey Mysterio and even Penta that it just doesn't pop me anymore. Thoughts? 
jam that jam. If you did it week after week, then yeah. But like, I can't remember. Like, I think Pencil was the last one, last time they did that. But I felt like it was early last year. It feels like ages ago that they did it. I can only say that for me, I gasped out loud and it made me actively annoyed. So it certainly worked for me. Dean Barretton again on a criticism. I would like to see more matches with Lance Archer and Ethan Page on Dynamite. Feel like they're being underused. Totally agree. On a side note, they should call the AEW video game Wrestling AEW Wrestling just for you, Mr. Davis, robbed of harem points. I was annoyed by that. You got I should wrong. have had the point. I said wrestling all-stars. It was WWE all-stars. Because that's not the... And Adam did say right at the start of this, you've got to be specific. Otherwise, like, I could have got points for wrestling roses because I was basically there. Bacon Rasher. Hi, lads. So Chopper and Tempest did numbers yesterday. NXT reviews to stay. We're very very happy. We're very happy with how that first episode went. But it's the first episode that tends it, to. Yes, yeah. well, look, look it, it, keep watching. That's the most important yeah. thing. All I was going to say is this: Yeah, the numbers were really, really good. Still, the lowest of any of the shows that we do, but they were still very good. You need to keep watching. Build that audience. We've got a new show. NXT podcast reviews the Intangibles, Chopper and Tempest every Wednesday. Uh, NXT, yeah, another top AEW show. I like how so many people get on the show and the go-go look great doing what he can do currently. Proud of him as a Brit. Welcome to Baldick Club, Mr. Davis. Jam that jam. Natess, only went from looking like Mr. Burns to Mr. Burns as an alien. <laughs> I bring you love. Really great episode last night. Love the opening tag. Can't believe they put on that great of a match and it still feels like they have more in the tank for a rematch. Yes. Uh, Rain Tech. Hi again, lads. Boy, am I so glad AEW went straight to Hangman after the Bucks match, asking about his number one spot and Hangman avoiding the question. They are slowly building what we all want to see. Hangman Page's redemption arc. Mm -hmm. Austin Falco. A whopping five women's segments on the show. Wow, I didn't actually know that. All about different people and stories. Jade Velvet, Brit Promo, Rosa Promo, Statlander Match, and a promo for next week's title match. Great to see the division finally flourishing. Next step, pay-per-view main event. It's crazy that this has all come around. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not saying there's a connection or anything, but Brandy Rhodes was meant to be the person building that women's division. And... She's away now, and now when it's flourishing. I'm just, I'm not saying one's connected to the other because there could have been Mm. loads of other backstage things at play there, but it's just those two things have happened at the same time. I think if you've got Baker Rosa three in a big gimmick match, like a bigger gimmick match than the previous gimmick match they did, that could main event a pay per view. Mm. So currently, like that's that's the hot storyline they've got for the title. Yeah. Yeah. Chuck Cassis, Wednesday was a great day for wrestling fans, Quizzlemania, and then this episode of AEW, what an absolutely fantastic show. We finally got a SmackDown 6-like group for the women, Baker, Sheeta, Conti, Rosa, Rose, and Jade. Love y'all. God bless. The jam one, Bull Dolly. The goofy S-word that the Bucks were doing as heels took me out of the match. I really disliked it, as in go-away heat. The action was great. Their character work was not. Interesting. I I would disagree with that. Well, the Bucks aren't for everyone. They are famously divisive. I happen (laughs) to love it. Um, But yeah, yeah, I'm not going to take it away if if it took you out. The Human Godzilla. I was pretty critical of last week's episode. Didn't like the Bucks ending and the episode in general was a little confusing and convoluted. So what did they do? Tighten everything up. I love Luke. 
this company. Hey, the positive one. <laughs> Sorry, this company. I didn't, real- I didn't realize until today how much I missed Statlander. Great to have her back in the mix. Also, it's going to take a couple more bumps and matches for Christian Cage before I stop worrying every single time. Not fun. Seth Morgan. Hey, Luke and Ollie. I love you all are having a wonderful day. It feels great to finally watch an amazing wrestling show last night compared to the awful Monday Night Raw. You are all seriously the best, Luke and Ollie. Thank you, Thanks, Seth. Mate. Jose Vasquez. Thank you, Ollie, for your rage. Am I a bad person for rolling my eyes when a company parades the female wrestlers and embracing each other? Like when when not have the announcers or other wrestlers talk about what a big moment it is or, I'm, or am I wrong? I'm with you, Jose. I think, yeah, I think let the let the moment do the talking, not everyone sort of breaking character mm-hmm. to, to do it. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've said my piece on this, but like Rock and Hogan, you know, they just let the crowd reaction tell that story. They didn't just look at each other and be like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of the story <laughs> that we're telling. Charles Berg. Oh, Ollie, you look like a a newborn 40-year-old. I think it's fair to say nobody will be calling you Mr. Davis for a while. It's really nice having a wrestling show that isn't made for one 80-year-old muscle sausages enjoyment. (laughs) AEW feels like it's made for fans. Well, Tuckwell, an interesting point. The original Blood and Guts was also a TV special. Do you think it was always designed as such? And not to be a pay-per-view special, which just feels weird. Mm. Like, it just feels weird for that not to be a pay-per-view thing, considering that AEW is a four-pay-per-view-a-year company that is all about building to that big pay-per-view, only asking you to buy four a year. So, yeah, it just feels weird than that, like if this was always designed to be just a TV thing. It could, I mean, hopefully it is a stipulation, you know, not a pay-per-view, like how we get all other stipulations these days, WWE, Hell in a Cell. WWE money in the bank. Um, so maybe that's not to say it will eventually be a pay-per-view match, maybe next mm-hmm. year when the feud dictates it. Sari, before the main event on a before the main event on a loop in my head, it's gonna be all right. It's pre-taped. After the match, <laughs> finally, someone went through the announcer's table. And Darby Allen, could you please stop killing yourself every single match? Oh, he's young, he's reckless. <laughs> he's gonna Hardy. catch up with his knees. Matt Turner needed this show after the hot garbage that was raw. Great show top to bottom. One of the best dynamite matches ever in the tag title match. Go-Go becoming one punch man. I think I've also (laughs) become one punch man. Tyson KOing someone and Darby channeling Jeff on Matt. I actually didn't think of that. Yeah, but that's what what I was saying. I got those flashbacks. Yeah, sorry, I didn't. Eggie Davis, jam that jam. I'll let you take over. Thank you. I also have appreciated that uh, the Omni Luke has returned <laughs> as the, uh, the sun glare has come in from my camera since I've readjusted my office. Um, Genic, uh, Genetic Ghost says, Don is a metaphorical virus. He's resetting people back to their 1.0 versions, an ugly mirror version. New Japan, Bucks and Kenny were lightning in a bottle and you can't actually go back. That's the story here too. That's an interesting point. Uh, Sorry says Bucks finally committed fully being heels. Now they can have that match with the SCU and make them break up chaotic fun and sad times ahead with all the storylines and factions. Sign me up. Jay Buck 306 Jericho versus MJF will put the rocket on MJF's back and they will make him the biggest heel in the world. And he will be the one to win the TNT championship from Derby. Bless you. Uh, I almost feel like save MJF for a world title win. I want him to skip the mid card. Yeah, and I feel like if you're doing all of this Derby like 
you know, lasting the odds. You then want someone to come in and destroy him, like a Miro. Uh, Dwayne A. Cooley, happy post-AEW, fellas. Nice head, Mr. Davis. Yeah, the sun is going into... It feels like... Do you remember the Red Room of Death? When it looked like the oh, nuclear yeah. blast was always coming to get us at midday. That's what's happening to me now. Uh, LS, I'm pretty sure uh, this will lean into the heel turn as planned. They've been going off on Twitter and in interviews, and I'm pretty much having, uh, and I've been having so much fun with the fully healed Bucks for the last week. As long as I'm a fan of theirs, yesterday felt so good. Moon's right. Hangman's character is still my favorite in AEW at the moment. Even though he's aware of the situation he, he's in, he still wants no part of the whole elite drama. Can't wait for the day when he finally decides to go after Omega. It's going to be amazing. Could not agree more. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. Rich put that up. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Christopher Jazzcat was uh, short but great to see Statlander back in the ring. Loved seeing the Bucks back to their heel ways. I marked out for the flipping back rake. Most shocking turn, though, is Ollie turning back the clock and looking 10 years younger. Yashavri Tiprathri. Uh, I had started losing interest in the sport of wrestling around the time AEW came around. I'm so genuinely happy this company exists. WWE would have put me off completely. Uh, New Punk Rants said, I marked hard for a go-go. That was badass. The women's division is great. The tag scene is great. AEW is hitting all cylinders, and it only feels like it's the beginning. Cargill is a megastar in waiting, and all I want to see is her versus Baker for the belt. Uh, he also adds, AEW's development of their entire roster is something we won't really appreciate for another year or two. It's a marathon, not a sprint, and now they are unopposed. It's going to be special. I'm glad I can dedicate the week to AEW and invest in it all. Um, Kamala Riff says on BTE, Anna J told Hangman that she doesn't want him to hang out with the Dark Order to protect her boys from further disappointment from him. Currently, this is the closest we see to Hangman with the Dark Order, and Anna isn't around. Coincidence. Hmm. I don't know how much they're leaning into the BTE stuff in the shows itself anymore. I don't really mm. know because they don't really reference it on Dynamite. So I, I, I'm, I'm not aware. I don't know what you think on that. No, I don't. I think uh, they'll have references, Easter eggs to BTE, but I don't think it it no longer guides stories like that. That's too big a point. Uh, Leon Quashy, whoa! I didn't know Chris Martin from Coldplay works for Wrestle Talk. Give Jade the Goldberg streak. A go go now has a signature match structure. Opponents should do everything to avoid his punches. Also, more ref stoppages, please. Make mm -hmm. it realistic. Uh, James Handy might shut up all those people that be like, "You promised me a sports-based product." James Handy, <laughs> overall, it's a really fun show. Statlander's match was great. Britain Rebel are hilarious. Miro is finally leaving the Forever Feud, and the Bucks stayed heel. Tony should do ent an entire interview where he stops every sentence expecting to be interrupted. Uh, Tom Daniel says, hey guys, as a boxing fan, I thought the Agogo spot was great. Media such as TalkSport and The Sun have talked and written about his debut, which for the latter is unfortunately mainstream media. However, I can see the disconnect from some fans. Uh, Sarah Sullivan said, Taz coming out and shouting at Christian for not answering him yet reminded me of a girl getting angry at a boy for leaving them on the scene on social media. Hope you guys enjoyed your week of wrestling. I did. I was just very, very tired. Uh, James Hanley, uh, actually Sarah Sullivan again says, heard that Gore is turning away female audiences, which I found interesting as me and my roommates, or girls, get more interested in the stories when matches are more intense and vicious. Also found out that me and my boyfriend uh, got into the same college. Oh, congratulations. That's good. Yeah, well, we referenced that last week, Sarah. You were our anecdote. We're like, yeah. well, Meltzer's saying that the Gore's driving away women. This this week's 
rating will be very interesting because not only is it unopposed uh, from NXT, but I believe the challenge has finished, which is the the idea that the female audience has has left to watch the challenge while it's been on. Uh, We'll see if that's an actual, if that was in any way correct, I guess. But it's hard. There's a lot of changes. Yeah. Uh, James Hanley says, uh, how does one get into this Khan coin? Do I write a letter to Tony directly? Also, is coin spelt with a C or a K? I assume it's a K because Mortal Kombat. Like they yelled Mortal Kombat in the song. You know, you yell, Khan coin! Yeah, that's what we do pretty much in the office every day. You just have to keep talking how about how great AEW is, uh, yeah. even even when you hate it. <laughs> I hate it so love much. Seeing... <laughs> yes, love seeing Chris Statlander back. I think she's great, and I want to see her and Jade feud. Thought the Miro promo was excellent. Does he go for the TNT title or Kenny? Also, I got my second vac shot this morning. I feel like it's the new Hey, I'm a Vegan. <laughs> How do you know if someone's vegan? Oh, they'll tell you. Carson Hippolyte, first time super chatter, long time watcher here from ST Lucia in the Caribbean. And I know St. Lucia, sorry, ST Lucia, ST Lucia. (laughs) It's a new promotion. And I know this doesn't have anything to do with AEW, but if only WWE built their male NXT call ups as good as their females, one one, the world would be a better place. Uh, hashtag I miss Keith. Yes, yeah. but you know, they screw up their female call ups too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they do. Don't let that one NXT segment trick you otherwise. Rhea's call up has not been good. Asuka's call up has not been good. Uh, Colostopia, Sean Ross Sapp and Luke teaming up the new mega powers and Carl telling you guys to F up. Uh, F up. F off than it was supposed to be. Yeah. Had me dying yesterday. P.S. Who blew Ollie up? Don't We're I? still working that out. I'm still, I will find the son of a botch that did it. Uh, but yeah, Carl Anderson texting into um, Quizzlemania yesterday really made me laugh. Magic Mac Music. Your actual head now looks like a penis head, Mr. Davis. I think <laughs> if, you need if to go to the doctors. I was going to say, if your penis is looking like Mr. Davis, you need to go get that looked at, lad. <laughs> Neil McDonald, maybe as guest presenter on the podcast, didn't know he was into wrestling. Nobody listens to techno. <laughs> Harry Iveson, I worked over Mania weekend, so I wasn't able to join in with the festivities, but I was watching when I could. You guys and everyone in the SWAF Nation have done an amazing job for a fantastic charity. Raw made me quit the network and join <laughs> AEW Pro on Fight. Yeah, I recommend that. That's how I watch mm-hmm. AEW. Uh, Harry Iverson. So I get to watch AEW Thursday morning, and I'm a happier boy because... Sorry I couldn't take part in the fantastic charity work and the amazing job you lot have done, but when I did watch, I had so much fun. Mania Weekend was made better by you lot. Love you. Uh, that goes two ways, folks. We couldn't have done it without you or had such a nice time without you. Fran Chili. Ollie looked like the dean from Community with the classes. I'll take that. I love the dean. Uh, Eddie Carter. Hello, Luke and Ollie. Dynamite was a treat compared to Raw. Also, good to have a great NXT on Tuesday too. Also, Mr. Davis, much respect for the shave and well done to the SWAF Nation for raising the funds. Proud of everyone. Hashtag jam that jam. And finally, just the last few. Luke Neal. Hey, guys. I haven't ultra-chatted in a while and I apologize. I just wanted to ask you if you ever think there's going to be a breakout wrestling star like the rock again and if so who hmm it's hard to pin that down because like you know 
the rock was something that i don't think anyone particularly saw coming in terms of like the level that he got to same with austin so i don't you suppose you won't really know until it happens i think mjf yeah you just because he's crossover into like being like a mate but like i yeah okay now you go and i'll make my i point. think he can be i think he can be on like panel shows and stuff like that but yeah not not to like the it's more of a chris jericho extent of mainstream not the rock yeah. biggest star in the world mainstream exactly the problem that we have is that wrestling isn't cool like in the 90s when rock and austin were their big megastars wrestling was cool and wrestling was like it was watched by millions and millions of people every single week so yeah wrestling stars were in demand to be like guest appearances on sitcoms and things like that and like treated as celebrity guest stars on things I don't think wrestlers are at that position anymore because wrestling isn't cool and it's not a mainstream popular thing. So unless wrestling can get back to that point, I'm not sure we'll ever get to that levels of like Rock and Austin again. It's still cool to me, damn it. Norm <laughs> Summers, dream match, give me Jade versus Bianca. Match with uh, who can throw Reginald the furthest. That's good. <laughs> and projection 2K, what if Callus tries to infect Paige onto his side, but this encourages Paige into challenging Kenny Omega for the AEW World Championship at full gear. Uh, that would be a year after their first match. Like I that. really like that a lot. I actually really like that a lot. Like, like <clears throat> Callus, the hubris of Callus thinks, well, I got Kenny, I got the Bucks, surely I can get Paige too. And that actually is, it is undoing. I love that. Yeah, really good. Well, thank you all. This is the uh, the last of our epic string of streams. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and now today. Thank you everyone who's been there for all of them or just a little bit somewhere in the middle. And of course, everyone who's also donated to Calm to make me shave my eyebrows, to yeah, make me made- humble. We raised over twenty thousand pounds for Calm, and like, yeah, I'm I'm blown away by everyone's generosity. So thank you all so so much for for, for supporting us and and supporting Calm and everything, and, and joining us for this incredible week of wrestling. Yeah, so Luke and I are going to take that twenty grand and have an amazing weekend. Oh yeah, I've got the <laughs> oh, coke. Yeah. Have you got the strippers? Oh, the hookers are on call. I've got them on speed dial. Covid's over. We yeah. can go meet in pub gardens now. I've given them all the tests. <laughs> you and I have both got four-day weekends coming up, mate. Um, are you just relaxing or are you going to do any more writing? Uh, yes, always writing. Outright, everyone. Uh, but more importantly, uh, over here in the UK, pubs have opened up. Well, at least they're outside areas. And we've booked a bunch of them. I've got a pub booked tomorrow for an hour. I've got one. I've got a wine bar booked for the afternoon on Saturday. I've got two back-to-back pubs booked. All oh, that breweries booked on Sunday to see a bunch of mates, and I've got another one on Wednesday. So really hitting it hard, man. I wish I didn't shave my eyebrows. Oh man, I feel bad for you in that sense because like I'm seeing some friends this weekend. We're going into a, a, a we're allowed to go to private gardens as well, so we're going to go to a private garden this weekend um, for like a barbecue. Hoping the weather holds up for it. To be honest, it's going to be a bit nippy. But I um, I mean, I've shaved my head because that's a, a clean thing for me to do. But you know what I haven't done is shaved my eyebrows as I'm going to go mm. see my friends that I haven't seen in, in a fair few months. 
Yeah. They're going to think I've had a bad time. Uh, but okay but do the hats hide it and you can like do the sunglasses mm. thing right like because the sun's going to yeah. be shining we think so you can wear sunglasses well, and how, how were your hats i haven't the, the hats are okay i'm it's that kind of sammy Zayn style hat i think i should have just gone for a straight up baseball cap not a not a five panel okay i haven't done this yet i actually can't see the screen how does that look yeah that hides it honestly make does it hide it completely I think I honestly don't think you would know unless like, you know, you were to like if someone said something that really surprised you and you arched your eyebrows up like that <laughs> is when you notice <laughs> so, you know, like someone then may go, you got no eyebrows. But like un- unless that happens, I don't think people will notice because they'll probably be so distracted that you're wearing lady sunglasses. What the heck? These are Ray-Bans. These are unisex. They're, they're Ray-Bans lady sunglasses. They are not ladies sunglasses. You look, you look like Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. A masculine Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's, but it's a fry-up. <laughs> you said what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? She said, I think I remember the film and... But the hat is... The hat's a bit of a no-go then? Are you sending it back? I don't know. I'll wear the hat. I'm just a bit defeated. I've never been a hat guy. My mum, bless her, bought me a sort of fedora. Oh no! Oh, you are not the Godfather. I don't know. I do not think you should be wearing a fedora, mate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but net, but you know, I've got to for her. It's her birthday <laughs> next month. We're going to the Ritz for her her sixtieth birthday that was delayed from last year. Yeah, uh, you're going to wear some and she bought it as well. She <laughs> go full Andrade. <laughs> Uh, she, yeah, she bought me the hat for that. Oh, so. Okay. Are you wearing like a suit with it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I tried a fedora once um, when I was going through a hat phase uh, during my like my directing years. I was like, I need a look for my directing years, and I had like a I had like an army uh, cap thing, you know, those sort of like camo cap things. I had one of those for a bit, and that was pretty good. And I was like, no, I'm going to shake this up. I'm going to wear a, a fedora and see if that suits me. Um, it does not. Actually, one of the earliest photos of me and my wife together is me wearing that fedora. I'm wearing that fedora. Oh, you got it. In this big coat and i'm like i'm quite embarrassed by it now because it'd be really cute to be able to show people it's like oh look these are like mm-hmm. early photos of, of me and my wife together and i'm like oh no but i'm wearing such a silly hat <laughs> should i be wearing that silly hat i did have a beret phase at university maybe i should bring <laughs> of that back. course you did <laughs> hey, i was founder and president of the film society of course i'm gonna wear a goddamn beret well, we are going to get out of here. Uh, yeah, I'm not on the magazine show tomorrow. It's Adam and Denise. So that'll be a really fun one. Uh, so make sure you listen to that. And it'll be uh, Pete and Tempest doing the Smackdown <laughs> review on Saturday. Uh, hope you all enjoyed all the content we put out over this last week. It's been wonderful hanging out with you all. But until next week, take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.